Because to be white in 1963, and I would argue still today, is to have the luxury, the privilege, if you will, of not having to know black and brown truth. You can be oblivious to the reality of people of color and suffer no consequence. Very, very segregated country. Millions of white Americans live in places where they rarely see anyone of a different race. You're listening to Your Neighbor's Hood, a podcast for uncomfortable culture conversations, specifically about race. Do your thing, Christina and Jackie. We're here. Hello. Hello. It's Christina. And Jackie. Yes, and we're talking. What's good in your hood? What's good in the hood? Uh, You want to go first? No, what is good in your hood? I can go first. I okay. always do. I always do that too. I feel like to deflect. Almost like, do I need more time to think about what's going on? No, I don't, because I know I know exactly what mine is. I know I talk a lot about running, but that's because it's the love of my life. Besides my podcast and my husband, it really is. It's what and maybe fashion, but um. <laughs> so I hit an eight thirty mile, which was really exciting because I started that like three months ago. I was at literally an eleven minute mile. Wow. Yeah, so that's I've been working really hard and I did it and I'm trying to get so my new thing is I don't know if I share this with you but I'm trying to get to a seven minute mile. Ah, uh, you did say that. Yeah. I think I remember hearing yeah. you say that. Like you can do it though. I can do it. Yeah. Do it. So I've been having fun just doing a lot of sprints and short. I was a distance runner. I used to do marathons mm-hmm. and those are brutal. So I'd much rather just like get it over with and be in pain for eight seven minutes instead of for four hours yeah yeah so I'm, I'm really proud of myself because that's why i love running you like work if you work hard if you put in the work like you get the results you yeah. know it's fun to see like i'm not sad i'm not i'm sad that i've injured my foot but it's cool to see myself the recovery watch your body recovering. yes the body is an amazing thing yeah yeah and it's mind over matter it is mind over matter absolutely yes actually distance was all about your mind because so your body's in of able to do many incredible yeah. things. Yeah. So It'll shut down on you, but your mind will be like, no, nope, yeah. we got this. Yes. So it's getting your... Oh my goodness. I feel like I, I need to keep it short. So um, one of the best things that happened is last week was a very civics heavy week. I got a chance to... Your life like, is always civics heavy. No, it's not just, always. <laughs> not always. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So last week was civics heavy. I got to go to a commission meeting because okay. I for like... The civic facilities, okay, which was really weird. I was like, who would want to be in a commission for facilities? Yeah. But then I realized what it was, and I was like, wow, this was really cool. And even though it's not my thing, I could see how somebody would like. It's cool. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's cool. like something they just talked about all the venues in the areas and what's going on and whether they're making money and all. it was just so cool. Yeah, I was so I excited. It. Yeah, I got invited, so I was like, yeah, I get to do that. I get to be a part of that. Um. Then I was sick, so oh, that was yeah. not good. But we'll pass that. We'll pass that by. Um, I got to go to a luncheon for women in business, which is really That's fun, cool. but really weird without you. Like, yeah, I know. Where's Christina? Where's Christina? I get that too in the community. Everyone's like, "Where's your other half?" And there's my neighborhood knocking at the door. But we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna keep moving. And then um, I had Civic League, which I love. Civic League, I yes, do. You're the president. Is, yes, this is fun because we have some new and exciting partnerships coming to the neighborhood. I love it. And as always, I get to go to the school. I had I the school is now letting me to the kids' school is now letting me be a little bit more involved, a little bit more involved in like what the kids are reading hmm. and. And I get to see their, like, reading scores grow and stuff oh, and be cool. a part of that. So that was really exciting for me. Uh, and I think that's it. 
That's it. Like, oh, oh what? I went on a date. Did you go on a date this weekend? Too? I didn't get to. My husband, he's becoming an EMT and had to ride. Dang. I know. What in the world? So pause for that. There was another little citizen coming from the homework house. Yes. We were, we're working late today. Yeah, today us. went late. We, we went late. We had a lot. But he, his head was popping up through the window. He was knocking on the door like he was the police. <laughs> Jackie has a homework house where she has kids come over to do homework. All the kids kids in the neighborhood. Yes. And you've been doing it for a while. I love it. And yes, they can be the most fun But they're the knocking world, on the door. Thoroughly obnoxious. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. Like, I love it. Not hate it, but I love it. And then you're, like, trying to get stuff done. Like, it's, get up, get up. Sometimes they don't have anything to say. No, it's just like, like, hey. I'm here. (laughs) But what's funny is this Saturday, my husband took me to the Funny Bone, which is Oh, I love that. In Virginia Beach. Yeah. It's like a comedy place. Aerie Spears was supposed to be there, but he canceled or whatever. And it was a very mixed crowd. Okay. And a lot of the jokes and a lot of the things was about it being a mixed crowd. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Yes. I mean, like, it was so... It was so funny. My husband was looking at me like a lot of the stuff was stuff we talk about. I went to a black comedian once, and it was my mom and I. We were the only white people, and we got riffed on so much. My mom was so uncomfortable. Oh, my goodness. You could tell that was a guy. Miss Jackie's doing what's good in the hood. See you later. That's my life. And so, as you can see, our hood is getting really good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, I'll leave it at that. It was just a great show. Yeah. Great I show. love that. Yes. Comedy can be good. It can be an equalizer. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was a good time. Very good time. As good as this uh, episode. Yes. You and your transitions. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Did you see that? Yes. yes. We have real visitors. We have real live visitors. Go ahead. Okay. So, yes. So we, we talked to an American Muslim woman. Yeah. Um, and we talked, we met her at an event. We talked about, um, she was a Catholic and then she uh, converted to Islam. And so yeah. we talk about what that's like. What does that look like? Um, what's it like for her to live in America today? Yeah, I was really curious about what what the religion, what kind of requirements do they yeah. have? What sort of... Miscon- and we talk about misconceptions. Yeah, like what what is it about being a... Because I think there's a perception around being a Muslim and it's like, what are your limitations? Absolutely. And, <laughs> and it was more, I love, she was... Her faith empowered her. Yeah. It was not... Yeah. There, it wasn't limiting to her. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go and we get a dive in her personal story yep. of becoming a Muslim, being a Muslim, and sharing the principles of Islam. Yes. I loved it. I love talking to new people. Yep. So, so we hope you enjoy. Yes. Miss Amy. Drop in on Miss Amy, Christina, and Jack. Yeah. Hello, it's Christina. And Jackie. And Amy. And Amy. Hello. Yeah. Hello. We're like, who is Amy? Well, we met you at an event. Where was it? Summit Against Hate? Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. At a table for the uh, Muslim community. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> didn't you have a sign up that said, ask me a question or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, our, that's our one, like, uh, got a question, ask a Muslim. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. What is that like or for? That particular sign? Yeah. That particular sign is definitely a copy from this lady named Mona Hyder who did a lot of 
does a lot of activist work, um, I think uh, somewhere up north. I love that. So I really like that phrase. Like, if you have a question, ask a Muslim. For me, it's also like versus asking Google or listening to... Yes, we say that all the time. Whatever, you know, somebody on the news saying things that are incorrect. So ask a Muslim. Absolutely. I say this, you can't Google culture. Mm -hmm. So mystery solved. You're a Muslim. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's not all that Amy is. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Oh, so open-ended. Well, I'm a teacher, so I have a, my own small business. I teach and teach and tutor French and Spanish, uh-huh. and I've been doing that for like ten-ish years. Been growing steady and slowly, and it's just me. So, but being a Muslim, that really helped shape my business. One because I've learned so much about how I can grow my business with Islamic business ethics. So what is your cultural background? You are Muslim, but what is your ethnicity? Great questions. My my mom's side's Chinese and my dad's side's Filipino. And I actually was born here in Hampton Roads in Virginia Beach. And I haven't been Muslim for terribly long. I actually converted about eight years ago. So it was like kind of adding another layer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely adding another layer, which was hard enough as it was. Yeah, that's my question. I will ask, is the Asian community Islamic or Christian or what does that look like? Oh, I think... It's diverse like anything, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would say from my tiny exposure here, because there aren't that many Asians here, um, there are more Filipinos now than Absolutely. there were when I grew up. When I grew up, I was always the only... Asian, and that was super hard for me. But I find that for religious backgrounds, they tend to be like non-practicing. Oh, okay. Yeah. My family was uh, Catholic, and we were fairly practicing. Like, we would go every Sunday, and I think kind of like, at some point now that as an adult, I can see that we were just kind of checking off the boxes. But at the same time, we were pretty involved. My my brothers and sisters and I were all altar servers. And as we grew up older, we had more responsibility in the church and things sure. like that. Yeah. So what influenced your decision to go from, to go to step into the Muslim thing? Nothing, actually. It kind of like fell on me. So I, I stayed pretty active in Catholic church even after I went to college. And then it was at some point in college that... Actually, I remember it was when I had this like philosophy class and we learned how to argue Mm. points, argue details. Mm. And so some of the regular questions that people have in religion, I just kind of was like, hmm, that's a good question. And they just kind of like sat on it and this stopped going to church. And I uh, became, well, I learned this new word, uh, agnostic. And so I was like, oh, great. Mm. I'll be agnostic. Okay. So tell the listeners what is Yeah. So if you don't know, agnostic is when you... From what I understand, what I learned was that it's when you believe they're in a higher power, you just don't know what it is. You can't you can't say what it is. So I was like, okay, that sounds really great. I found a lot of flaws in like Catholic teachings, and because then once I did move back home from college and just kind of was like living my young life, I didn't really have any interest to pursue any religious things. Not that I felt like I had lost my faith or anything, but just as as an activity, as something to go and do, it just wasn't in my life. So then, so to answer your question, from that point, when I decided I was agnostic, I continued with my studies and I did some study abroad. As I mentioned, I was in Europe and I met people like how you do. You meet people and you're just kind of open-minded. One of the things they taught us at uh, the study abroad orientation was just say yes. Like whatever it is, just be outgoing and try new things. Yeah. So I met so many people and it was... and. 
being able to say yes to to going out and doing things, meeting new people and trying new things really changed everything for me. Like literally because having met those people, I met other Muslims and we don't have, I mean, we don't have a lot of Muslims here. And at the time I hadn't met any Muslim before. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, wow, you're Muslim. I'm so interested to know more about you. It was just kind of like, you're another new person I'm meeting. And I got to know about Islam by just getting to know them. They weren't pressuring me. They weren't um, trying to like specifically teach me something. It was just like, well, tell me who you are. That's cool. And then I, and then I was kind of intrigued, like, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And so after learning so much about Islam, and even though it, it seems so different to us as, as Americans, Islam does, there isn't that much really to know about it. There are some basic principles, and that's it, and everything is based on those principles and like interweaved in each other as a religion. So when I learned those basic things and they made sense to me, I said to myself, I believe that this religion is true, and it's like, it's what... God has uh, what God created and what God wants for human beings, but I just don't feel the same feeling I felt when I used to go to church. Like when I, I, I've just I felt I felt like something spiritual was missing. So it took a whole another year for me to kind of like research more and and know more and and then finally convert. Yeah. So what does conversion look like? What is how do you what is that process? How do you do that? Every, everybody has their own journey as far as how to get there, but converting to Islam is super simple because the idea of Islam being and for me what was so attractive was that it is something very natural like God created humans and the guidance for humans is how to live in this life and it, and it just makes sense and so for me uh, it just made sense to become a Muslim and so that that natural inclination towards God and that idea of being so simple mm-hmm. is how you convert like you believe in something and you act on it that's yeah. it but you know I've had friends who converted like in my living room they, they, we just wanted to hear their testimony and that was it and their testimony is simply, I, I believe in God, who is the creator, that there's no God worthy of worship except God, and that Muhammad is his servant and, and prophet, final prophet. So it's just saying those words out loud. And for me, at the time when I was like kind of learning, and a lot of people feel this way, like, I feel Muslim, but I'm not like officially practicing. And what, what can we say to them? God knows best what's in your heart. So you could have been Muslim a month ago. You could be officially Muslim today that you've said it out loud. Like, who knows? And, and, and how does it really matter? You know, if you believe something, you you do it. Yeah. So what is what is Muslim? Because it's to me, growing up a Christian, it doesn't sound that much different. That's what I was so thinking. What do it's Muslims not believe about yeah. Jesus. It's not. It's not That's that different. Uh, it's not that different. I think the theological difference between Christianity and Islam is Jesus, and that's pretty much the the only point theologically. And I'm no scholar, but like from from a layman's perspective, this is the only real thing that makes a difference. That we don't believe in the Trinity. We don't believe um, that Jesus is the Son of God, um, and we don't worship Jesus. And for that matter we don't worship anyone or anything except the creator. Okay. So we make a very clear and defined difference between the creator and the creations. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we believe that Jesus is a creation of God. Like he cannot be a part of God because God is like above 
all of the creation, and gotcha. they can, you can't even be a part of him or yeah. or have any kind of power unless he gave it. So we do believe that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. We believe in all of Jesus' miracles, and much of his story is exactly the same in our in our history. And we, as a matter of fact, believe as a theological timeline in all of the prophets that came before. So, like from Adam to Noah to Moses and right. and Jesus, we believe in all of those same that. stories. Yeah. And so we actually, if you think of it as a timeline, uh, Judaism, Christianity, a lot of people are familiar with, and then Islam would be next. Like we believe in everything that came up before. It's just the big, the big difference, like of not worshiping sure. any of the prophets. That That's so interesting. So, how did you make your decision to wear the hijab? Because I know some don't, some do, right? Can you talk to them? what is a hijab? Let's go yeah, there thank you. First. Oh, what is it? Yes. Yeah, hijab is actually an action. The action of of modesty. Mm. And so we kind of coined the scarf, the headscarf for women as a hijab. Um, but And it's not just a headscarf. Like a, a proper hijab would be covering all of your body in loose-fitting clothes except for your hands and your face. So, and, and that's not, that's not like all the time that like people ask if I like shower in it, do I sleep in it? Like, no, um, there are certain rules to when that would be fun. cover. Yeah, I get comfortable. That would be so challenging. Well, I do feel like I'm in pajamas most of the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I'm like wearing pajamas under here. Yeah. So late. We should wear hijab in front of all, anybody of the opposite sex who is not um, our blood relative. Mm. So I, I think it's really important to note that hijab is, is as I mentioned, an action of, of modesty. So we don't kind of be everywhere, yeah. be loud and be like kind of... It's a um, mindset. It's like yeah. a way to live. Yeah. yeah. And they, it's for men as well. I was about to say, what are their, mod- are their modesty requirements for men as well? So for men, it's actually more of their actions. Because, because men and women are physically different, they would um, not have to cover as the same in the same way they do have physical a physical hijab from their navel to their knees like officially uh, but you wouldn't see some man wearing a speedo out you know he's not going around showing off his muscles this kind of thing so there's a modesty in in yeah. their actions as and their physical appearance as well and for their actions it's mostly to just be be modest yeah. and i think we nowadays we don't really know what does modesty yeah. look like in sure. action i actually started wearing hijab before i officially converted to islam because i really loved the idea of modesty the idea of protecting myself because mm-hmm. i love the idea and you know a lot of times i liken like daughters wearing hijab to the idea of what well, can you imagine a scenario where a girl's going out, a, a teenage girl's going out in a mini skirt, and their dad's like, "What are you wearing?" Yeah, it's the same idea that you you were like, "What are you wearing? Cover up!" And we can encourage our daughters to cover up. We can teach them why it's important to be modest. As right. a matter of fact, there are a lot of teens in our local community who I've had the opportunity to talk to that wear, and their parents don't want them to because oh, wow, their parents are are afraid of. Of discrimination and just being unsafe and not just daughters and parents but wives and husbands yeah. there have been several of my friends who have said that their husbands don't want them to wear it at work because they they're gonna uh, potentially lose their job and some something like this or what a crazy world we live in see I have no concept of that there's that privilege of I had no idea it, it is a crazy world we live in there's a there's an amazing meme of a woman in Europe who is a niqabi mm-hmm. who's being arrested for wearing a niqab because it's illegal 
people in um, several places in Europe. On the beach, wearing on the beach. I've seen it, women get arrested. Yeah, ticketed. Yeah, or ticketed. Yeah. So this, so this meme is is what kind of world do we live mm-hmm. in where women are being paid to take off their clothes but arrested for covering up? Yeah. Like if you're a feminist, you're a feminist. Right. It should there shouldn't be a level to your femininity. So there's a, and and there has to be a difference between what is the law and what is your religion like yeah. I especially in America you know like I can't speak to other places in the world because I don't live there and I don't know enough about it but you know here we pride ourselves that we can uh, choose for ourselves and that the government cannot control what and we you wear. should be able to express yourself yes, however you choose exactly and it is an expression the hijab is an expression right it's, a, it's in so many ways when you understand what it is it why do I wear it this way and and there are so many women who who as we've said cover in different ways that it's an expression right. and they're different styles from their different countries and yeah. things like that it's, a, it's an expression and you will find people have different they have different views on it yeah. so yeah. what sort of things what new phase of uh, sort of dimis- uh, discrimination or just unkind things do you feel like you've dealt with since you've decided to become Muslim? Um, I've been really fortunate that I haven't had any really terrible, overt things happen to me. Uh, so many microaggressions. Sure. And, and so many times where I'm just like second guessing, like, why are you being this way to me? Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> like, go through that. You yeah. go through that. Because I know what you can see first. Like, I exactly. always like, a, is it, exactly. you see what I look like, so yeah. I can't find another reason for you to be behaving this way. I mean, something small, like I'm in the grocery store and the cashier says hello and is super friendly to the person before and after me, but yeah. not to me. So it's like, through the same yeah. thing. like, I can see you saying that, that to them and to them. So me. what about me? What about me? What happened? What did I do? Yeah. Like, oh, right. <laughs> you know, like, and then unfortunately it falls on me that I'm going to be like super friendly, like, hello. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not my How job to you? greet you, but okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyway, so that's so the, those are little things, and then for me and my business, I'm always hesitant to meet new potential students or their parents, for that matter. Oh wow! I mean, I've I've been very fortunate that a lot of my students are so open minded, and their parents are really great with me, and they don't mention anything at all, and I feel really comfortable with them. Sometimes I, I'll get like a, a I don't know a look or oh. oh. Yeah, like a surprise. Oh, yeah. Hi, Amy. Yeah. We didn't I'm, expect you. I mean, never. Sorry. <laughs> I could just see somebody be like, Amy. Yeah. Amy. You're Amy? Like, okay, yeah, that's me. No, I, I was, was here expecting. to be Amy. Yeah. Um, but but generally not so much. And and also I've I've tried to build my confidence in that. Like yeah. this is me. And and actually I have to say one of my students actually encouraged me to be more strong and open that yes, I'm a faithful person and a business person. You, she said to me, There are plenty of people who are very religious and are professionals. Like Absolutely. there's nothing wrong with dressing the way that you want and just being who you are. And I was like, you know what, that's true. Like either they want my product or they don't. Right. And, and and I think also it's a great opportunity for me to say Muslims can be so many so many different yeah. ways of Listen, being Muslim. I love that. Oh, because, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, because I met you, I saw you, and I was like, I don't know what what is her ethnicity. What it, I mean, and then I'm like learning, trying to learn about Asian Muslims because it's like they're Asian Muslim, they're Middle Eastern Muslim, they're yeah. European Muslim, yeah. they're American Muslim, and all of them have their own variations. Yeah, sure. On. The culture, right? Yeah, I would imagine. I would think, too, what's interesting to me is, I would think Islam, it's not as fair as Christianity, because I think when we think Islamic, we think Middle Eastern. At least I do. To be honest, I've never met an Asian 
Muslim. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, Christianity, you get to have all the races. You know what I mean? So I think there's just a different dynamic with that. Can you speak to that? I think that it's just our exposure because actually there are all kinds of Muslims. Right. All kinds of Muslims that it's surprising to me too. Sure. And Islam is everywhere in the world just as much as Christianity is. And as a matter of fact, I think Islam is as an ethnicity, as it were, or a culture, or a background culture is older than some of the Christian Christians wow. in other parts of the world because sure. those were spread by missionaries mostly. I mean, re- like really, if we look at history, um, a lot of the Christianity was spread spread by missionaries. Whereas, like Islam, like, I mean, newer missionaries as opposed to like Islam spread at the time that Islam spread from the beginning of Islam in the 1400s. Like it was there in Asia since then. Wow! It so we lived have like in more places lived in more lived places and grown up yes. in more places. Yeah, than Christianity. I mean, just for example, like the the Chinese Muslims right now who are facing persecution. They're, they call themselves an ethnic Muslim. That's, yeah. I don't know about that story. Can you tell yeah, me? My husband, we oh, had this whole conversation really? with this guy. I think that's something that you should research. I don't know too much about it to, to tell you that much, but all I know is that they are an ethnic, an ethnic um, Muslim, and they're being basically taken from wherever they are from their families put into concentration camps to kind of get it taken well what we understand it to be a concentration camp where they are kind of brainwashed out of their their islam to to, to convert to what to nothing because they're in china that's right yeah the chat when we think Asian, it's not all that. There are dark people in, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, they're they're that, a communist uh, country at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So they, so they're not they're not accepting of any religion. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. As a matter of yes. fact, my sister, who's Christian and went there for a missionary, she said they had to be quiet about it when they went. Like they are not knocking on doors openly. Yeah. So wow. it's anybody, any religion, you're not supposed to open any practice. Okay. I, uh, back to what you were saying about um, other other kinds of Muslims. Like, even as I mentioned, I'm I'm of Asian descent, but I'm American Muslim. When I practice my Islam, I have been able to, first of all, study Islam in a way that people who are raised as Muslim in Muslim-majority countries kind of sometimes take for granted in the way that they've been seeing Islam all their life, where I had to study exactly why do we do each thing. Mm. Like, I've never seen this before. Why never seen it, it in practice. So yeah. you had to... Or even heard of it in theory. Yeah. Like, where where would I have seen it if I had never met a Muslim before? So so that's one thing. But also, you, we can see in America how we have this, as you mentioned, an idea of what is a Muslim and an and Arab Muslim. But if you go to... And, and where is that Arab Muslim? They could be from anywhere. Right. What, what yes, is Arab what Muslim? Is Arab? Yeah. That but, comes on uh, our cultural ignorance. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, so, like, when I was in Europe, a lot of... Like, if you go to, to let's say, if you go to London and you say Muslim, them, they'll think of like Pakistani. Okay. Because there are a lot of Pakistanis there. If you go to France, they'll think of Algerian because there are a lot of Algerians there. Wow. So, yeah, black African. They'll think African. Or African, yeah. African mm-hmm. And if you go to Spain, they're gonna think, oh, you're Moroccan. Mm-hmm. And and I've had that happen to me when in my travels, somebody said to me, um, and was super nice to me, no, didn't mean any offense by it, but just was very casually. Um, I said, Oh yeah, I'm American, and she was like, Oh, I thought that you were Muslim. I'm like, Yeah, I'm Muslim. And what she really meant was she thought I was Moroccan. Oh, that's interesting. And so even to uh, accidentally interchange those phrases is is something that everybody does yeah. and because they don't know who's from where and why and that there's a difference between your 
nationality or ethnicity in your religion. Yes, that's very yes. good. Yes. Yeah, that's such a good distinct point Absolutely. to me. Yeah, that's an, and I think it's an important to talk about that too. People dance around it. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's a very it can be hard. You don't you want to ask the questions, but you don't know how. And and a lot of people say, oh, no offense, but right, no, right, like it's no, it's no offense. Just ask your question. Right. And and a lot of times, um, a lot, especially a lot of the new Muslims that I uh, have the have a chance to work with and kind of as a mentor, they complain about, oh, these people, they ask me these stupid questions, or they're, I'm like, well, it is very annoying. I, I acknowledge that that's very annoying. However, you could be the one to teach them what is the difference between such and such and such mm-hmm. because they clearly don't know exactly. And it's not that they have they're saying it in an offensive way it's just that they don't know better how to ask right you can be a good example to explain it to them in a nice way sure and you can teach them you know that that brings up a good point because this is we're always trying to teach our listeners i think or help um have these conversations better what is an effective or acceptable way to ask about race to ask about you know religion what's not offensive you know what to you Oof. Well, I've I'm try, I try really hard to, to be compassionate about people who are asking questions sure. because I think it's hard enough that they are they have this question brewing, you know, they sure. they're, they're nervous about offending somebody. So the fact that they even approached you to ask to be so bold to ask you that question, I want to be as as open to it as possible. Like just I want to be that opportunity that you think that you don't have. Yeah. Sounds like an empathy muscle that people don't realize. Empathy is this like tough muscle that you like really have to work out. Yeah. Which means you kind of got to have your patience tested. It's hard. It's (laughs) real hard. (laughs) But uh, having said that, I think a general rule would be just ask. Like, just get it out. Because whether or not you're offensive, you come from a place of sincerity. Right. If if you are. Like if you, and be mindful that your question is not an attack and it's an actual question. Right. And that you want to hear the answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. So I think, I think having that. that sincerity when you ask really comes off so that if you do ask it in a not best wording you know with the best wording then at least I can see that you really didn't want to you were trying yeah I like that come from a sincere place instead Mm -hmm. of just asking and then not wanting to hear an answer Mm -hmm. I like that Mm -hmm. I like that a lot what is the culture around being involved politically in the win with Muslims. Wait, can you ask that question again? What is the what I guess what are the perceptions about being involved politically with government and Muslims? I think we American Muslims. I think we only have that taboo here in America. Yeah. I I agree. That's why I said American. I think we only have that uh, a taboo about speaking about government in America. Yeah. Yeah. I think um Many Muslims who I've met who are not from here or, or who have immigrated here, they know about government, whether it's their own government or ours. A lot of people know about ours. And um, uh, we, we talk about it like normal. Like it's a, like, oh, did you hear about such and such just happened? And it doesn't necessarily have to be good or bad or they're just talking about it. Um, and they're discussing it and they're having opinions about things that that affect them. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we tiptoe around, as American Muslims tiptoe around the things that we should say out loud because we know somebody's listening or, you know, but really we, I, I guess it depends because we, there are so many activists and, the, and we're, we're living in a time now where we we want to speak up for, for each other and um, for other mi- minorities and, um, and, that, and that often means politically. From some sort of persecution or some policy that is against the old lady grandma and not some 
bearded armed terrorists as they make it out to seem. So we have mm-hmm. to speak up. But I, I don't think that I think from a very religious perspective, I remember listening to a sermon once and it was pretty funny. The guy, he was just like, you know, on the day of judgment, God's not going to ask you if you knew who was the president um, in the 20, 2016 election. You know, like, yeah. and we all kind of chuckled because it was at that time such a big deal to know, are, are you going to vote? Are you not going to vote? Like, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about this? And he was just like reminding us, actually in the whole realm of your religion and what's important in this life and how to paradise, this doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So there's that idea. And then, of course, there's the idea that, you know, we have to participate in our government and our elections because even the the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace upon him, he created a government of a democracy mm-hmm. and that we should be involved and that leaders are a trust, to, to elect a leader is yeah. a trust. And this is a part of our Islamic history, our stories, and, and we know this about about how the Prophet set up his community at the time. So it, it, it can be either, yeah. you know, you can go either way with it. Yeah, because I look at this his, historic time where now women can wear hijabs yeah. on, the, on the floor. To yeah. 2019. Took, yeah. 2019, yeah. you know. Yeah. And even then she faced so much uh, yeah. discrimination. So much, yeah. right? So just looking at that, from that cultural standpoint, it's like there is a sh- shift obviously happening to where like we can't not talk about the fact that mm-hmm. you can't just say all oh, Muslims are terrorists. Like you can't just have this idea right. because we have people in our faces, yeah, a part of our system. Not I'm not saying our, but the American system mm-hmm. that are working towards good things. Yeah, that are not Christian. That are not yeah European American. That are not men. Mm-hmm. That are like all these different things. And I think that was a huge one this year. Just people getting really having to get intimate with the fact that we have legislators mm-hmm. that are. Mm-hmm. And not just legis- legislators, but also all kinds of people in the public eye. Now we have um, Ibtihad Muhammad, who wears a hijab and she's an Olympian. Mm-hmm. You know, just just yep. for, for the Muslim community to even know that she exists and that she exists in hijab. Because there are plenty of Muslim athletes, but mm-hmm. that they're not noticeably uh, Muslim. They so have to tell you. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe we might assume by their name. Um, but... But anyways, just to just to see a hijabi, and and I'm sure you've had the conversation on your podcast about representation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it's it's no different for the Muslim community. So if there's one thing you want people to know about your. I was going to ask that same yeah. question. Okay. No, it's the same thing. It's like, well, is there something that you could leave, or something you want our listeners to know about Islam, or you, either one? Um, gosh, I always get asked this question, but I, it always throws me off. So yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Because having just one thing is really hard. I right. Think, well, um, six things. <laughs> <laughs> list. Um, well, definitely that we have more in common than you think and that you should I just ask. If you find that something looks different and you want to know why, just ask. And then you'll find that the reasoning is probably something that you are familiar with or agree with, some value that you yeah. that is not so crazy. I love that. One of the things I want people to know is just to ask. Yeah. Like, and that we actually do like questions. Like, uh, as we mentioned, how to ask a question. But we want you to ask us as opposed to 
not knowing or assuming. Because it's made more dangerous to make assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think once we make assumptions, yeah. it causes divisions and yeah. a lot a lot of harm can be done when you're yeah. making it. Or like you said, Googling things. Yeah. Don't Google culture. I think yeah. people should also be okay with the fact that not everybody's going to be like Amy and be willing to take their question. Yeah. And that True, yeah. sometimes at the root of this, it is developing relationships mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. that have differences. Or for so that matter, that they don't know. Yeah. They don't know how to answer or they just don't, or you're asking them a question. Mm-hmm. It's really not appropriate for them to answer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people ask very scholarly questions or very, mm-hmm. very uh, politically motivated questions. Yeah. It's like, I don't know enough about politics to tell you that. They're not supposed to be an expert on their religion and their mm-hmm. politics and the yeah. rest of the world. Yeah, that's an interesting way to live. I could see that. People mm-hmm. Defend your stuff. Yeah. They want you to come and When I think <laughs> defend this person who lives all the way over there who yeah. you haven't met, you don't even know their name. Or, yeah. yeah. And I could see what happens because you guys have, there's a lot of similarities with the minority communities. Lead, that what I didn't realize is so as a white person, I get to be very individualistic, whereas I feel like you, like you said, spokesperson, right? Yeah. So there's like I could yeah. see that happening in the Islamic community too. Mm-hmm. And that's a dangerous assumption to make mm-hmm. that one person speaks for everyone, mm-hmm. which isn't true mm-hmm. because there's not one way to Muslim, you know, be Islamic. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, and, um, and especially as an American Muslim, there are so many kinds of American Muslims. Yeah. Um, just as there are all, all the other minorities, there's so many different, different ways to be so a minority. different. Right. Yes. You, you, there's all kinds of Muslims. Yeah. Like, I think people don't. Yes, all Don't different ways that. to muzzle. Well, I will say also a great way to get to know people, Muslims, is uh, food. Yeah, yeah, I do. Invite, <laughs> invite yourself to a tea, invite yourself to, oh, uh, when Ramadan comes, there's food. Well, I think we're coming to the end, right? Yeah, we are. So, so what? Now what? I, I'll start with mine. Mm-hmm. I think, so what? We need to have more conversations like this. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many things that we just don't know. Like, I, I myself, I, there's a lot that I need to learn. Um, now what? I love what you said about asking questions from a sincere place. I love that because I think a lot of times we do, people are afraid to ask cultural questions. Mm -hmm. So I think that if you can communicate in a really sincere way, that is powerful. We always talk about intent versus impact. So like what you're Mm -hmm. come from a good place of intention. Mm -hmm. Because I've said things before that weren't necessarily good, but she knew my intentions were okay. You know, does that make sense? And you have to have that space where you can say those 100%. And it doesn't sound great, but... I'm learning. Exactly. And that's what happened with us. You know, I maybe said ignorant things, but it was like, she knew that my intentions were good. And then we had a healthy conversation yeah. of like, here's, here's what you should have said, or here's how that offended me or whatever. And then we could move forward. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, a place of like sincerity, it comes, speaks, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my, so what would be is so what that we, we live in a America that is as diverse as the men number of the different letters in American. Mm -hmm. And I hope that we start doing a better job at appreciating the diversity ethnically, spiritually, politically, culturally, like all these different things. So what, you know, people have an issue with, let's do it. Now what I think particularly with, with the Muslim culture, I know that I have a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think I want to maybe take more steps towards getting a better understanding of what that looks like outside of what I see on TV 
Mm. I love that outside the of, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not in, for better or for worse, mm-hmm. right? They're a good thing. I mean, I have neighbors that are, are Muslim, and I've been to their study group and seen the things that they, you know, but I don't know that I've, I haven't been in their life. And so I think now what we can take an opportunity to not to look beyond the word Muslim and see people mm-hmm. and then appreciate the, the Muslim in people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you appreciate so, the faith for what it yeah, is. Yeah, for what it is. For I think because when you said that this is these are principles and I think we all want to be guided by some we all are guided by some level of radars up. Turn off the TV, get away from social media, and then meet some real people. Yeah, I love that. Man, it's so hard to do this. So Muslims are people too. Yeah. So there are some some things when you meet people, there are good things about our community, bad things about our community. And as an individual person, they could be a, a jerk person or they could be a great person, but you know, their religion is their religion. So um, we can't have that double standard. I love it. That a Muslim has to be this way. Muslims are people and if you want to get know, know more, you just have to ask. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cliche, I hate saying it, but you know, we do have more in common than we think. Like we're yeah. just people. We're just people. Totally. You're absolutely right. And it's interesting because I grew up Christian and I always tell my mom, look, you have more in common with the Islamic faith. Christianity and Islam have so much in common. So much in common. Because so once I started, I actually grew up with a lot of Islamic people in Cleveland for some reason. That was a big Muslim pop- people. Muslim, yeah. Thank you. And um, yeah, they had so much in common. Once I started having these conversations, I was like, you guys believe very similar things mm-hmm. that, to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now what? I guess take the opportunity to learn more. While you were, while you were wrapping up yours, I was thinking to myself, well, there's a difference between like tolerating people and really knowing them because I think a lot of people who are not prejudiced at their core they're like sure Muslim people okay great no problem but what do you really know about why do we do this what is this called have you actually sat down with somebody or even if you have a Muslim friend or co-worker does that necessarily mean necessarily mean that you know something significant about their religion just because you're accepting of their difference and I would also like to add that we have Ramadan coming up in May Mm -hmm. And um, you could visit any mosque that you wanted. If you want to contact somebody just to make sure that you would be received properly, then that would be great because it's sometimes a fanfare in there. It's Ramadan. Everyone's breaking their fast. But you're very welcome to come and, and eat with us and see inside of a mosque and see meet, meet real Muslims. <gasps> you mean normal people can oh come and yes. visit you guys? Yes. What? Just come. And you don't have to, like, dress up. <laughs> and, and you could enjoy it. Let me rephrase that. I didn't mean to say normal. Every, like, people that are not Muslim. Yeah. Well, that's fair because a lot of people think that you can't even walk in. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're not allowed to walk in. Like, it's just a building. Yeah. Yeah. So this was great. Yes. Thank you, Amy. For carving time out. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I I hope that um, listeners have learned something, but I've also sparked some other questions yeah. that they take the initiative Oh, what a great research. point. I like that. So we go live Thursday night. Yeah. So if you're listening and you, and this episode comes out, and you, you know questions. that Thursday, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> you have yeah. some questions, you can get them out to us ahead, and we can at least kind of ping Amy, maybe ping you, sure. and say, hey, we got these questions, and bring them to you on air. Yeah. Bring them to the guys on the live. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Amy. We Thank you. Well, as I say, stay open, stay curious, and make it a great day. Closer to history.
Ooh, that was a good episode. Yes, it was. Oh, but we would love to give you more. Yes, we would. Like exclusive content, merch, all types of good learning tools. Absolutely. So you can head over to patreon.com slash your neighborhood and check out all our different tiers of giving, or you can just do a one-time donation on Patreon, Cash App, or Venmo at your neighborhood. 